and welcome back. This is season two, episode four of the Bottomless Podcast. Uh, if you're just tuning in, for anyone who's a first-time listener, welcome. For anyone who's a returning listener, welcome back, and we're so glad you're back. Uh, my name is Kevin, and then these two lovely people are... Leslie. And Vincent. And we are the Bottomless Podcast. That is wow, cool. Vincent is hungover. He didn't make a little joke. He didn't try to be funny. <laughs> wow, not calling me out on pod. <laughs> nice colloquial under the weather. Now let's call it what it is. <laughs> and that is spelled B-T-T-M-L-E-S-S podcast. Um, I reside, just for context, I reside in Florida. Vince resides in California. And Leslie resides in Hawaii. And we're just three brown friends doing a podcast. Quick question. What's Squiggly Joe? So we're gonna, we're gonna we're not gonna say where that came from. I'm gonna say what it is, but I wanna unless someone actually watched the whole episode, I wanna preserve Was that in our cut? Okay, no, you're was right. Squiggly Joe. Did right. that we'll leave it out. So Squiggly Joe was was made up when a group of friends in their I think in their high in their uh, college days would take a poll and run up behind one of their other friends and jam the ball into their nether regions and scream squiggly, like squiggly jaw in a very like. That is such a high school thing. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a high school thing. Wait, wh- why squiggly Joe when you do it? Because you're squiggling the pole around, right? Squiggling the pole, I have no right idea why it's Joe. Um, but like, so for example, any, if you two are watching Naruto or if anyone who's listening is watching Naruto, there's this move called the thousand years of death where like Kakashi, who is a character on Naruto, takes his fucking hands and forms a thing like this. And like you sneak up behind another ninja and you jam it into their neck. Me and my friends had a phase where we did that. No lie. <laughs> oh, adolescent human beings are such delightful creatures <laughs> creatures so that's squiggly joe well thank you for that beautiful story kevin and incidentally oh. um that's gonna be our topic today so originally i wanted us to maybe explore what makes a good story but then i was like let's just say like what is a story so that being said I was curious if there was one particular story when you guys were kids that had a really big impact or you just was one of your favorites, whether it was like a book or a movie or through a song, you know, just a story that resonated with you. Then that's you. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. Get that off the screen. Um... <laughs> Kevin's pouring a drink and Vincent feels traumatized. <laughs> your story from last night. Uh, it's very an underwhelming story too i think i'm just getting old and this is why i'm I'm too bougie i'm too bougie for cheap liquor now i we went to this like patio bar restaurant situation um and but it was like very much like a trashy college version where we got these drinks that honestly tasted like ass but i didn't feel that bad yesterday but today um via me throwing up content warning via me puking <laughs> i was like yep i recognize those drinks never going back to that place um uh so a very underwhelming story i'm just really old and i can't hang like i could used to but as a kid on the note of stories it's actually hard for me to pick one because i used to watch a lot of movies like i had like uh two huge 
drawers of VHSs that I would watch like a couple movies every day, like a shit ton of movies. So I don't know. I don't know if there's one that really stands out. The one that first came to my mind was the page master, but probably because I made a joke about it a couple of days ago, but that was one of the ones that I watched a lot. Have you guys seen the page master? No, I haven't even heard of it. It's this like fantasy movie where this kid gets trapped in the library and to escape, he goes through like a bunch of little like movies or like not movies or, or books, but like he gets trapped in the books and he has like book companions. One is horror, which is like this like creature looking guy. One is fantasy, which is like this sassy book. And then one is um, adventure, which is like this pirate book. And they just go on adventures <laughs> through different books. It, the shit is lit. I love it. Is, wait, so it's animated, I guess? Uh, it's mixed. So it starts mm. non-animated. Oh, that but, is such a classic yeah. type. Like, is that a genre? I don't even know. Yeah. Isn't that kind of the premise of the book, Thief, which I never read? Maybe I have the wrong conception of it. I don't think I ever read either. Okay. What about you, Kev? Hercules, like if we go Disney, like we think Ooh. of popular because me and my friends always argue in, in, in school about which one's which the best Disney movie. Everyone's mm. like, thank you, thank you, stupid ass. I fuck Lion King. I always the father dies, and I laugh, I laugh. And Foster falls off the cliff, and I laugh every time. Ha 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 ha. ha. Oh. So, Hercules, poor, poor Simba, because I, I, I was one skinny, Herc was one skinny, Herc got uh, uh muscular, I got muscular, but then there's this whole narrative of like. His whole life, he wanted to just get back home. And then finally, me being the poet, finds a, a woman and he decides to abandon home for romance and for love. And so it's like, and then of course, like he, he it's all this thing about like, um, like he sings in the movie, I can go the distance and I, I can do all these things that seem insurmountable uh, to try to like get back where I belong. Like I belong, like he's singing the song where I belong, he's like, for so this whole idea of like sing it sing it i don't i can't remember the, if, what um damn wait i can go the distance i will find my i can go the distance i will but um <laughs> no yeah so just that that narrative but it's like it's your it's your it's if you if you look at archetypal stories it's your typical archetypal story where there's like um this you have you have this 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 strong attachment to destiny. You have you're you're born as a hero, but then there's something there's like there's like some level of obscurity in your birth because like like in Superman, he gets born and then something happens to the planet, they shoot him off to Earth. You can find this pattern in a lot of stories. Superman, um, or in Lion King when Simba he's born, but then he gets cast off into like this weird land because his father dies. He thinks it's his fault. And Hercules he gets born, but then the, the little demons try to steal him. So that archetypal narrative of um, whether it's obscure birth or like some kind of alteration to your birth, where basically you have an attachment to destiny because of your identity in birth to your parents, but then you're like torn away from what you actually belong to. So your entire life is spent with some level of forlorn for something, like something doesn't feel right about your environment. And as a creative and as an artist, I think a lot of people can relate to the idea of like, they want to manifest certain things in their life about art, i.e. me with my poetry. And I feel the strong attachment to like a destiny of, of success about my art um, but it's not in the it's not in the, the reality of what I live in right now. So then always forlorning singing about this thing that I belong to. Um, and then the ironic thing is like he that's like in Iron, like in um, Avengers Endgame, the entire narrative around MCU and Avengers is built for Tony Stark to be self-serving. 
And so in one of the movies, Dr. Strange has to tell Tony, there's one way we win this, but I can't tell you what it is because if I tell you, we, it won't happen. And the way was Tony had to sacrifice. Tony had to let, Tony had to be willing to die in order for them to win. And Tony goes back in time one point, talks to his father and the father, he said, hey, if there's anything you could like, and his father didn't know it was his son in time travel. And he says, hey, if there's one thing you could like pull out from your life, like what would it be? He was like, you know, I've never not done anything for self-interest. That's like one of the biggest regrets of my life. Fast forward, Tony sacrifices himself and dies um, for the greater good of, of the- We love spoilers. Endgame's been out for like- I'm pretty sure everyone has seen <laughs> I never saw Endgame, to be honest. And I was very excited to eventually, no, I'm just kidding. Gonna, but so that idea of like of like i don't know like the journey the journey is the destination so you spend this whole time like wanting the destination and then you actually like fall in love with the process and the journey and you go hey like i actually i fell in love with where i'm at now and i'm willing to let go of what i thought i wanted for so long in my life because i just found like happiness and joy but hercules hercules wow so yeah. definitely a common theme of sort of like the hero's journey being something you were drawn to. I don't know how mm. to really, do you have a nice summary for what you think drew you to that book one, Vincent? Um, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe like, this could be me forcing it. Maybe just like the, like the sense of wonder and adventure because that book is very much wandering through different books like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and but I don't know. I'm not sure to be honest. Interesting. Well, um, the book that, without thinking too deeply about it, came to my mind was Rainbow Fish. Did you guys read that one growing up? Yeah, <laughs> a it. classic. Is a scale. Yeah, the the scale. Well, and actually, I quickly looked it back up because I realized last night I was just, oh yeah, Rainbow Fish was one I really liked. But then I was like, wait, I don't actually remember the plot. Like what I remembered before I just quickly glanced at it just now was that there was a fish that was kind of like different and was like excluded and then eventually gets included and then I looked it back up and I'm like oh damn actually it was rainbow fish's fault because the other fish wanted some of the rainbow scales and like the fish wouldn't share them <laughs> and then the fish goes to the octopus and the octopus is like share and then rainbow fish does and then the fish only has one little rainbow scale left but they're like happier um so I think honestly the main thing I liked about it was visually seeing like somebody who seems like an outsider and then eventually they get folded mm. in like that's what I remembered about it but I didn't remember that the outsider was selfish <laughs> and then I just shared to be like let into the group um <clears throat> but yeah so that leads me to my next question which is really fun to think about of how do you define a story like without, once again, call back to other things we've talked about without Googling, without trying to, but just like to you, like if you were trying to explain what a story is to somebody without pulling upon a dictionary definition, what would you say? So I didn't Google this and I sat down and I was like, oh, cause usually I can think of a word that I haven't Googled and be like, oh, I can give you the, the, the bare bones elements. I got this. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I sat there for like a strong 15 minutes and was like, I don't know what the, like you, I know a story when I see it or hear it or experience it or hear a kid tell one, but I don't know how to strip down to the element. So I mm -hmm. think, I think a, a, ma the, the main thing is the story has to convey a message that is beneficial to Max. 
or an idea. Ooh, interesting. Like that's the one, the one element of a story is like, if a kid goes, hey, I woke up, like if, if a three-year-old goes, hey, how's your, if I, if I, I was in church today, I was talking to a bunch of kids, I was breaking down the nursery because we were set up, tear down church and a little three-year-old girl's running around, she kept, she, you know, kids love to just tell you shit that doesn't mean fucking anything about the world. So the little three-year-old, but if, if, if I were to ask, hey, she's going to watch this episode when she's uh, six and be like, wow. <laughs> Me and Uncle Kevin. That little girl was like, oh, like, guess what I did today? I was like, oh, what'd you do today? And she was like, I got up and I I, I went to the trash can and I threw away a, a paper bag and I went back to sleep. That's not a fucking story. I Honestly, that was riveting. Stories That hit, man. Not a story. It's not a fucking story. Like, like if, a, if a little boy goes, hey, like, if I had a son, he comes home from school and he goes, man, dad, like that. Like, I'll go, what, how was what, whatever your day today? And he tells me, I was on the way to school and I was walking alone because, you know, you and mom let me walk alone. And then I ran into a dog and I got scared because the dog wasn't on a leash. But I, so I, I was going to turn around and run away. But then I realized like, no, I still got to get to school. And this kid was like, so what I did was like, I mustered up my courage and I waited and I like, I either crossed the road or I, I basically found a way to get past the dog. And the idea is like, you're going to confront things like the major idea you parse out from that is you're going to confront things in like that scare you or intimidate you or influence you to turn around and not and not move forward to the things you need to like move forward into. so like at the store a story has to have for it to be a story it has for me I think it has to have an element that conveys like an ideal or a principle or like a message that's beneficial to other people like it has to be transferable and beneficial to the listener because the reason the person's listening in the first place is they need to catch something that can help them solve an issue in their life whether it be at a meta level of like mustering courage and facing fear it has to be beneficial and transferable to mass that's really mm -hmm. interesting and i have oh man see any of these sprout so many questions but i want to hear vincent too yeah <laughs> Yeah, I similarly struggled to think of a definition that wasn't just using like plot, like using yeah. words. Um, I guess in my mind, a, any story is just um, just like a capsule of a certain moment in time that may be like in reality time or like in our imagination. But like, like my brain thinks of almost like like those little snow globes. You know, what I'm talking about. But like some sort of like capsule of something that you share with somebody else, um, which may like it may be real, may be imaginary, may have a coherent me message, may not. Um, but you're still able to share it and impart it. Um, that's the best I could mm. do because I feel like any more specific, I start using words that are like cheating. Well, I mean, you can use the words. It's just like... <laughs> well, it's like using the def the word to define itself. Yeah, uh, yeah, If yeah. I try and color it in anymore. Hmm. Well, I sat down on the beach yesterday afternoon and was like staring at the waves and was like, what is this story? Ooh, we love and the story. I <laughs> oh, yes. And I, you know, got my pen, uncapped it and began to write. And what I was kept coming to was like ideas about context and experience so I wrote like I wrote like consciousness and then an arrow and then experience or imagination so to Vincent's point about like it can be in real time or in your head and then an arrow and then like translation so I was like can you extract story from essentially consciousness which gives rise to experience and I don't think so 
which just points to the annoying i mean it's, it's getting a little probably too it's just like well nothing we can really talk about or like consider you can escape from the fact like it's it's biased from the lens of like our consciousness and how that exists but what i wrote is a story is a structure through which one can understand slash enjoy a way of processing the world that originated outside themselves. That, oh no, wait, wait, sorry. And then I added some of the words, like when I said, a story is a structure that utilizes characters and action through which one can understand slash enjoy a way of processing the world that originated outside themselves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's not by any means like, like that's just, okay. I sat there and was like, oh, yeah. How do you try to instinctively define it? Um, but then that kind of was making me wonder, like, what can you take out of us, of what we think of as a story, like, and it still be a story. And then like, what is essential? So like Kevin was saying, you know, basically I think like a theme, like a productive theme or, a, you know, that that's essential for you, mm-hmm. for Vincent, it sounds or like, like purpose, maybe it sounds like. A moral for Kevin. yeah there has to be a moral to this like when people say what's the moral yeah. there has to be a moral for me which i definitely swing on the total opposite end like i don't think that's essential at all but i think it's no and i don't think there's any right <laughs> answers here honestly um and then vincent's point was kind of like it just has to hold right like it has to be like a container for something, something. or please put it in yeah. your words because <laughs> you know no, I think that's fair. I think I'm using a very opposite spectrum definition too. I think it literally is just a container. And that container is like the translation piece that you're talking about because it gets filtered when you tell it. Um, I don't know if there's anything like essential or that can be removed from that because the container could not have a linear plot. I guess it has to have some characters if we're using character in the most broad sense. Like, has to be some like a central something driving it maybe i don't know okay this is perfect because this is kind of what i was moving toward and i was really intrigued to see where we all went with it because when i was breaking it down so then i did google i was like all right what is the generally agreed upon like standard elements of and i went with fiction so fiction the agreed upon elements are setting plot characters wait a second actually let me pull from because i had what i wrote and then let me pull what i sent you guys which was googling okay character plot point of view so like you know third person omniscient or first person or third person limited setting style and theme and so i was like thinking through each element and God, sorry. I always scribble and can't read what I wrote. Um, uh, show the camera so we can see your scribbles. No, no, close up, close up. But not long enough. <laughs> oh. It's this section down here that's hard to read. Okay, so I, I said we need, ca- I arrived at characters were the one essential piece for story, um, mm. which I think points back to the idea that like story cannot be extracted from experience experiences like you could call a more developed story that has a clearly defined plot really well shaped sharing of experience but like without experience and without you you can't have experience without somebody to experience the experience which again points back to like this is all just limited by it's our consciousness like 
because we have this is what we think of as stories whereas like we don't exactly know like how plants exist anyway so character basically is essential because whether we realize it or not we we can't experience plot without consciousness what do you guys think like well and then i went on this little dive down like i was looking up some broad ideas about like eastern versus western storytelling and it came mm. up that thing that often gets brought up about the differences in thought and society of like an individual versus like a communal collective perspective and i read this really interesting article that was talking about how in a lot of western storytelling and obviously this is not 100 percent of the time but in a lot of like western so to speak storytelling um the most intriguing part is like the main character and there's one main character and sometimes eclipsing what you would consider a plot is more just like self-exploration like you get to know this like it's all about them right whereas in a lot of eastern storytelling there are multiple main characters the main the maybe most main character might not get introduced till halfway through the story they also might die and it wouldn't be like oh no it's a bad story because they died you know like the love won't work out like all these things are very much more like a zoomed out and it often I guess can focus more on plot because that is showing the lens of like how all these people then intersect rather than delving into like one person's I guess personal development <clears throat> sorry there's a lot of <laughs> I was just thinking of examples I, I wonder why that like I feel like part of that is that we like stories mostly because we like to see ourselves in stories at least from like our perspective here so like having a character driven story means that we can project ourselves in the story and experience it like them think about how we wouldn't wouldn't react and i a i don't know if that like do you guys feel like that's true i feel like that is kind of true with how i consume media but i wonder if that's less the case if culturally there's less focus on like character driven and more just the general time capsule of what's going on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, na name, name me a story that has significantly impacted either of your lives where the main focus was not the character and it was the general course of events that was going on. There lies the rub, my friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was impactful like that. Mm. If it was about like a character driven one, it'd be really easy to think of one. Yeah. Um, I know that there are. That's the thing. Can you think of one, Kevin? Where it's more focused on the course of events rather than a main character? Nope. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Well, and that brings up like stories from history, which even that I was thinking, it's interesting how we say like, okay, you break down the elements of what we call fiction. But I was like, is there anything that's actually nonfiction? especially from a historical lens? Cause like the parts mm. in fiction that you would say are supposedly removed in like historical nonfiction, for example, like would be, you wouldn't really probably talk about the point of view. Although obviously that's happening more now, but you wouldn't be like, oh, this is an essential element to how the story is being told. It's like assumed when we in, in take history that it's third person omniscient, meaning like, it's a third person narrator who knows everything about all the characters, internal thoughts and motivations when really obviously it's third person very limited and often very biased. Yeah. And then also style, 
we don't think we think oh this is just straightforward and it's like and and also who's to say that what we think of as historical writing is even the most accurate and truth-bearing style in which to communicate who's to say more like what we call flowery language or whatever wouldn't be more accurate and then you know I guess we would say there's probably not a theme although once again I think a lot of people who write history maybe have ideas about what's good and what's bad and what's playing out and then write to that effect I got so many thoughts but I'm gonna let Vince talk I'll be talking Vince what what have you about Leslie what Leslie just said because I think everything she just said makes you a liar <laughs> damn always ready to fight also we have to circle back to the question of what can get eliminated but yes let's go down this trail wait, for a bit wait, wait the question of what 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 can be subtracted because i i really oh. wanted to dig into y'all's minds a little more about let's that but that yes first. huh let's do that one first i like that one okay okay here's a little playground to start on. oh were you ready well i get represented so i can make sure i, I know what we're going into Okay, okay. So I was just breaking down like, okay, you have characters, plot, POV, setting, style, theme. What can you subtract? And just as something to bounce off of what I was doing, butchering earlier, trying to explain about my thoughts on character being essential is that I was thinking like, okay, subtract, subtract character. You literally can't have a plot because if you were just like, well, I'll just describe a desert and a sun and da da da, for anything to happen that isn't just like a description as opposed to a story, the desert and the sun would become characters. Mm. And then, same with like, you can take setting out. Well, setting can arise from character, like Vincent was saying, because if you take out any discernible, like real setting, if you just it takes place in the character's mind even if the character sits in a chair and the whole story takes place with them just sitting in the chair the character's mind is the setting whereas like you try to do that with the other things and like you try to take character out and i don't think it can but i'm curious what you guys think about that that's what said you to me the only easily removable piece is plot which i feel like is like the starting place when people start to make stories yeah. yeah but I feel like that's easily removable because it there doesn't but then again I, <laughs> this is so like what is plot even <laughs> go there Vincent go there because the plot could be that there's no plot <laughs> right so maybe you, maybe you can remove like a coherent linear explicit plot but there still would be an implicit plot I don't think you can remove any of these things. Really? But don't you think you can remove some and then the others will arise? Whereas like, can you like, well, what can you not remove? Wait, is that the same question? <laughs> I'm just basically trying you to get, what do you think of my idea of like character being the essential? So are you basically saying you disagree because you think plot is just as essential or setting is just as essential? I think perhaps it's what you said, like removing one allows the other pieces to give rise to the one that you removed like like Mm. can you remove the point of view there is always going to be a point of view um Mm. whether that's third person whether it's god himself like a or someone although uh, will well yeah sorry go ahead setting like you mentioned the setting can just be literally like all these things like style to me feels essential as well literally all i don't think you can remove these things i think 
you can change how they are structured or um yeah just make it more implicit but i actually do think all these things seem pretty core to a story i can't imagine truly a story without plot like what's a plotless story it's not a story well yeah i guess you're right in that it can be like an implicit plot like like a if you wrote down the plot it might be like one sentence but then it's more of an internal journey i mean can you guys tell a story without a plot like right right now no but yeah for sure but like that's what i'm interested in so that's like a lot of what i write when i'm just writing is like again it's back to that idea of if you can give someone an experience it's like what i talked about with like like instrumental music i guess i'm trying to push us more toward like not us three but like us me and myself toward (laughs) toward like you know the feeling you get after you listen to an instrumental piece of music like it doesn't have a plot but it gave you an experience and that I guess that ties to what I was talking about with like the most like experience is essential to story so why would we not say this very distilled basis of story is not also just I guess more on the spectrum of story like on the far similar to what I was thinking about like body language being on the far end of the spectrum of dance. And this all might change. I don't know. For some reason, this is where my mind has been going lately with stuff is like. I can imagine like more of a stream of conscious writing style being a story without a plot. So maybe it is possible, but also like, I feel like when you consume that type of thing, you're, you make your own plot and imagination, like even stream of conscious will provoke images and feelings and emotions but Um, see then you're making the plot it it wasn't you didn't write the plot you create Mm. structures for which each person to come in and their experiences and their personality Mm. and their whatever perspective then give rise to a plot that is much more probably like feelings and colors than like Mm. right it's more like experiential what do you think kevin Mm what i don't know this like this part about like can you really extract plot and is that something worth doing is it interesting so you would something like that be in that category you talked about of like having a meaningful takeaway basically yeah like i for all the elements you listed i don't think whether intrinsically or whether you the teller, or the teller of the story intentionally chose to construct it and engineer it intentionally with those items in mind, or whether they just sat down, created something and, and, and like subconsciously it happened. I don't think any of those elements are extricable from the idea of a story. I think the thing, like kind of like a love, I think that the thing of a story, this thing we call story, again, I think humans think we invented it like, oh, we made story. And I, I think it existed outside of us. And every time humans told narratives or told ideas or or conveyed message or conveyed energy or truths in a way that followed a a kind of a pattern. It, 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 it mimicked this thing that we then began to call story. Um, And so the way I look at it is like, kind of like with culinary recipes, it's like, you can try to make pancakes without flour. Good luck. You're not, you're not, you're not getting to pancakes. That's the way I, and that's just my personal opinion. I, that's the way I see stories. I don't think you can extricate or remove, plot i don't think you can do it with style character um 
I don't think the setting, I don't think you can do story without any of those elements. You can have an experience. Like when you say, when you say like the, the classical piece, that was probably the most, um, for me, most mentally challenging aspect to think about. Cause I, again- Wait, what do you mean the classical piece? Um, yeah, I think there's elements you can't parse out from story. So when you say classical music, like you listen to an, a, oh, a classical right, right. piece of music and you have an experience, I, for what I think story has to kind of say, you can say like it has energy or it, it, you can say like, I think the form for me, the formal recipe of story is there has to be a before state. There has to be a catalytic, a, a catalytic, catalytic catalyst. There has to be a catalyst in the middle, something that caught at that, that, that acted upon maybe the character, the character acted upon it. And then there has to be a changed state in the after. Um, and because of that, like you, Leslie plus classical music, then resulting in a changed state can be a story that can be a narrative. But I don't and, and unless the and unless the piece itself, unless the classical piece of music itself, like, like it's funny because classical music, I've like I've seen I talked to someone who wrote classical music and they were like, yeah, this part, like if you've, you've I'll, I'll say it like this. If you listen to Fur Elise by Beethoven, there's a story in that in that in that song. There's no words. There's clearly a story bunch of sad um, uh, ominous music and then it has this really joyous moment and goes right like there's story in there um but yeah i just don't think you can i don't think you can parcel any of those elements plot character setting style i don't think those can be extricated from story the same way that i don't think you can make pancakes without flour or a binding agent emulsifying emulsifying agent that's culinary class 101 for your ass vince oh. <laughs> Um, we love an emulsifier. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I do think and th this might be just maybe restating what I already said, but I'm, I think I'm getting some details in my brain together. I do think if I'm calling a, a story, a capsule, the capsule in itself is irremovable. So that means what is the capsule? Like the style, the point of view, um, the setting that's part of the capsule, but what's in the capsule, I do think is removable. So from my perspective, that could be a removal of plot. It could be an empty, ca empty capsule, which might make it useless or like not MC make capsule, it. capsule, your new <laughs> Hey, follow my SoundCloud. Um, which like it could make it useless or not desirable, but I think that empty capsule would still be a story, plotless, um, but the capsule itself can't be removed, right? So like, which is basically another way of saying translation. So the person translating the story which by translation you give the setting you have to give style you give a point of view hmm. Vince, give me an example if you were to take away plot from a capsule and then tell it as a story um i think it's that stream of conscious thing like if it's just like a stream a stream of conscious sentence woven together i think it could still be a story even if there's no coherent plot to what that is you might and again you might like the the consumer or audience might use that capsule to give rise to their own story, um, but it's not innate to the story. So then what's a different, what, what differentiates story from just raw information or energy? Um, like what's the difference between narrative and story and just raw information and raw happenings and raw energy? Like I if I just turn, if I, if I turn on a radio, if I turn on a, if I turn on a radio with static and there's just static for five, five minutes, oh, it's a story. No, it's not a story. That's raw information. It's raw energy transmitting across a frequency wavelength. Like, but that's not story. 
like they're like right they're like again i i'm just i'm, I'm i like to yeah. poke i like to poke mm-hmm. vince because he thinks like love isn't like this thing so someone someone was pressed by that love i I was triggered i was triggered but i think i think story is this thing that exists beyond the realm of human i think story that i think that i think this thing this energy and this truth and this identity and existence of story existed before we were here and then we were able to play on that playground once we came into existence and it's not something we constructed as humans in our in our like seem in our in our supposed intelligence and it's something we were able to dive into and access and then over time we began to see the patterns of what like like surface and we go oh like across these great pieces of information we keep seeing like whether it's fiction non-fiction historic element um with these different elements or different genres and categories and we go and then we began to call it like we began to like use this word this tool of story to try to capture the way we would classify these these um, happenings of information that seem to have a relatable element to them. I'll give my initial, I would have to think about it, but my initial answer to that, um, that feels obviously I have a different perspective on the specifics of what you just said, but I, I feel like it similarly goes in that direction and that, and this is kind of a callback to love episode where these are there is like a separate energy, but to me, it's not a literal separate energy. It's just the story of human existence. Um, and I think an empty capsule, if it's pulling from that story of human existence as a story, if it's raw data and information, it's not necessarily pulling from human existence, but also you can find stories and data as well. Like I'm sure that the data analysts of the world would, would say that like data, raw information gives rise to story. It might be plotless which why i do think plot is removable but again you could interpret data um and and create patterns in a narrative in itself so give rise to it once again yeah well you're you're you're, at this point you're contradicting your point because it you're saying that it begins to create those pat like no 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 you're saying without those patterns story can exist you are let's play a game you're not allowed to you you're not allowed to use leslie's elements you're not allowed to say story or narrative or classify it as story or narrative without including Leslie's elements that she listed from that from that fiction thing. So you can't say it created, pa- no, 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 if it has that pattern, then guess what? Those elements begin to be present in the story, plot, character, setting, theme. You can't use those. Like if it's just raw data, like if we talk about scientists, we talk about scientific research and they're trying to have one, they're trying to prove a theory. There, there's there's taking something from one state and then there's a, there's, there's a proposed idea where you have act, like there's a subject, there's an object, there's an action in which a subject acts upon an object and then it creates a, a, a state, a state that's different from the previous state that maybe previously didn't exist. It has to have these elements or these certain patterns to it. Just again, the static on the radio is not a story. So once it begins to form into these shapes that have a pattern that have elements, whether you intended to act upon it in that way or not, whether they just begin to rise intrinsically from it, again, that's why I think these things existed outside of us. Once it begins to develop those patterns and those elements, it is then story. The static on the radio is, if, if you can take away plot, and we strip it all the way down, then me turning the radio on and having static, that by your definition has to then constitute static as story. I think, um, sorry, I'm actualizing, so I don't know if this would be very coherent. I, I think there is a difference between just raw data existing, but also there's data being presented, which is a story. So there, there is a, 
the capsule picks up what exists mm. and is presented. So I'm thinking, um, like kind of using the data analytics example, um, or like a data scientist, they'll collect uh, data that isn't clean. So it's just random data, maybe sitting in a warehouse. They'll clean that data and provide it as some sort of like strategic insight or like a business recommendation. But that can be just provided as like a dashboard or just like cleaned, organized data. There isn't necessarily a plot, but to me that using this very loose definition, that is a store because you're able to extract that audience can consume it, right? Um, so yeah. I think that's the difference for me. Like it's one thing if there's something just existing, but the, the process, again, I think translations are really good word, which I keep coming back to. The process of translating that- Catch any bit of raw existence. Yeah, because I think the difference too, like using the static example, I think if there's just static existing, I agree, that's not a story. But what if it's, what if it's an art installation and it's just a TV with static in the middle of the room? That's a story. Not because the but static why? in itself. I agree with you, but why? Um, because there's something to consume and it might not be an explicit of what you're consuming. Wait, 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 wait. If someone walked down the road and it wasn't intentional and there was a static out of a TV on the side, side of a sidewalk, that's not story. But you're saying in an art installation, you're without realizing it and you re, you're saying it subconsciously, but you're not actualizing it in the example as you're presenting the example. It's because there's narrative. You put you positioned it in the setting of an art installation and there's an assumption that there is in teller. How, of how are you defining? What do you mean by narrative? So the so you you can't to say it was in an art installation is to then provide setting, and then to say it's right. in an art installation meaning that static TV was then at it it, it was positioned into that medium. Right. Well, I, I said setting is essential. I do think setting is essential. What you're both saying is that it was acted upon by a person, which again it's pointing back to like it it can't happen i don't think without like if you're just watching the sunset you can have thoughts and you can whatever but unless something is what i said it's a way of processing the world that originated outside yourself like if you're hearing a story as opposed to you just living life or like maybe you're telling a story to yourself but it is like it's it's translation of experience i think and to kevin's point about the pancakes I think that my beef with that is that not with what you said, but with get it pancakes, pancakes. broader. Yeah. Yeah. With fucking pancakes is that like, you're right. There's, you know, me, if I don't keep myself tied down, I'm just going to float into everything as everything lands. So trying to keep myself tied. It's like, all right, you're right. There are certain parameters that have to make a story a story. Otherwise, literally you're right. Everything is a story. Cause my first thought when you were talking about the static, even without Vincent's, I was like, oh, that's totally a story. Like, yeah, I can really hone in on that. (laughs) So just being clear about my flaws and my biases. But like, my problem is that you're right. If you just break down flour and eggs and water, whatever goes into a pancake, if you just like ate each of those, like if you just like, like ate them, like without mixing them and cooking them, you're right. It wouldn't be a pancake. But my problem is that society forgets to think about what makes the pancake and treats pancakes as truth. I think that we think of story as the primary mode of understanding the world and understanding truth and understanding each other. And it is so important. And I love story, but we forget about the water and the eggs and the flour and that it got cooked. 
And that to me is what's really interesting. And that's why I was talking about like music, for example, which not even just classical, but like instrumental music that doesn't have clearly, like Kevin said, like there's a story in for Elise. It's because you're, you're getting a little more breakdown, which I think it's, it's resonating with lived experiences, but not through the mode of what we typically think of as story. So one way of I think saying it is like everything is story that is in some sense translated through kind of similar to what Vincent is saying about like the container. But another sense is saying like story is just one way, especially the way we think of it, right? Like it's just one way of communicating or receiving a truth. And it's important to remember what the pancake is made of, which again, I think is why I kept referencing like consciousness experience, like, and like when you are hearing a story of what you would think of as a story, like somebody made the story, whether they wrote it, whether they installed something in a museum, someone had some sort of intent to take some of what is their experience, whether it's real or imaginary or whatever, it's their experience and put it into something else, right? Like, so at the end of the day, you're really just connecting with people when you connect with art. And that is, I think what bugs me is people forget yeah forget about the water and the flour and the eggs people forget someone made the pancake like if you had a pancake you are receiving something that somebody again pancake is a metaphor for story yeah so my proposal and i could be wrong my proposal is that in both those instances of or in vince's instance of the static tv and the art exhibit and then in any mm -hmm. instance in like the in your instance of the the classical song, you whether you realize it or not, you are in doing to that to that thing a plot yourself. Subcon whether it's consciously or subconsciously, you are you are um, you're projecting a plot onto it yourself as a person. Which then goes back to my idea: you can't take away plot. Oh, so it sounds like maybe when you say maybe you, you, when you say you can't take away plot, you mean <clears throat> not that plot is essential in the creation of a story but in the engagement with story plot is essential hmm. i think i would agree yeah. that i think that's part of what makes it so interesting and i think that's us why i like when you explicitly take away the plot because to me the most fascinating thing is what does each person what plot do they create that's what because when vince walks yeah. into an art exhibit and sees that static tv the moment I, I read it in his energy when he said that's a story i know that i have enough context for vince to know that he in his in his personal experience of it, I might not know exactly what he's experiencing, but I know, which Vince disagrees with me, his soul is projecting plot into that moment. There's a lifetime, there's 28, 27 years of Vince that's being projected, that's in- No, I think he's agreeing. I agree, I agree with that actually. Are you triggering me, you're supposed to disagree. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I, I think you're right. So all three of us can- like, No, us, wrong, Like I think wrong. we all agree on this point. Wrong. <laughs> but yeah, Leslie, you're right. Like it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the consumer of the art that, that whether they realize it or not subconsciously, us three can sit in that same exhibit and not know each other and see that static TV in the middle of an art exhibit. And honestly, like if all three of us began to cry for different reasons, it's cause our souls are projecting plot onto that moment. There might be, social commentary about society or about like media or about um about chaos there might be so many elements that our souls that there's there's motifs and thematic elements that our souls project and again yeah so yeah that's that's yeah. i think with that framing um i agree and i think that maybe just broadens to me like even how we approach this conversation of well i mean it's fair to like make it in the construction of a story but i think the experience of storytelling, like the audience is an essential component of that. So 
I think that's, I think it's actually kind of quite beautiful. Yeah. That's so interesting. Can we end by saying, so it seems like, I, I'm just curious, so at the end of all this, what's your favorite part? Like, I guess it's back to my question at the beginning, Kevin. So you would say, Kevin, your favorite part of story, the, the part is like the theme, like the message. What can be gleaned that helps you like live what you think of as a better life? Or is, is that, or has that changed over the course of this conversation? Yeah, because then I have a favorite theme or I have a favorite moral that I've noticed across real life and then um, dramatized stories. But yeah, the, 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 the thematic element or the, moti or the motif or mm. the, the moral of the story is, is probably my favorite element. That's beautiful, Kevin. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Like, for example, what I'll say is like, um, when I think of special forces guys that I work around, I cry. I literally cry. When I think of Hercules staying on earth, like it's not cry, cry as much, but like I get teary eyed. When I think of, when I think of sacrifice, whether it's missionaries who know they're gonna, not going to see their daughters when they wake, after they wake up that morning, kiss their daughter goodbye to go minister to a tribe, whether it's special forces who kiss their daughters goodbye and their wives goodbye and their sons goodbye and their brothers and their mothers goodbye, just in case that deployment goes wrong. Um, anyone who is willing to, to self-sacrifice, self-interest, which is why, you know, that moment in, in Avengers Endgame when Tony Stark sacked, sacrifice as an element is my, I, 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 I cry because it speaks to this, like Leslie, we were talking about with animals, like chimpanzees will like see another chimpanzee suffering and will try to accommodate to- but something else, but yeah. I always get the animals wrong in these stories anyway. So yeah, <laughs> I always get them wrong. Might as well be chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> but sa sacrifice is probably my favorite um, motif or thematic element or moral of, mm. of no matter what, whether it's MCU, Bible, real life special forces, mm. Disney, like uh, Hercules, like- or even like think about the 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 scale the fish you're talking about like this fish has all these pretty ass scales and it could keep but it has to let go of, like you have to let go like so yeah sacrifice I don't know like if we are specifying one of these six elements I don't know if this would be style or setting but I think my favorite piece of a story which is weird because if it's like a story being shared orally then this isn't as relevant um but there's like a, a mood or like an aesthetic ambiance an ambiance um that tends to hit me often harder than actual plot like at the right kind of setting and i think it's setting or style so maybe if it's an oral like shared orally it's like the way that it's presented perhaps but there's like a certain vibe check that I do and if the vibes are right your boy gets hit in the feels like super easily um this is so accurate like this yeah. Kevin you're feeling this right like I'm just thinking about every music you have ever shown yeah. me like they're not that it's always the same but yeah you do get hit by that ambiance Vince will yeah. if you if you watch the sh the shows he recommends the music he recommends yeah. like the yeah. yeah that you can see a common vibe or motif or thematic like yeah or or aesthetic or I wonder, I'm trying to, I wish I could psychoanalyze why that's the case. I'm very curious. Like when, same with like Kevin, you, same with Kevin. I'm curious. Yeah, I would love yeah. to psychoanalyze why these are important to us. But Like Leslie, like we know subconsciously when you told Leslie about that, your favorite love song on the love episode, mm -hmm. and then you told about how it was like set in this Holocaust, Holocaust camp, Leslie go, you would pick that. <laughs> like there's a, we have this really like. 
Vince well, has a you... draw to yeah. Yeah. Mm. Can you guys guess what my favorite is? Favorite element in that it's in the a mix? strong like this is the one for me. Yeah, can you guess? Name them again. Character, okay. plot, um, oh POV, setting, style, and theme. Style, either POV or style. I'm going go style and then POV second. If I'm wrong. Okay, that's it. And if I'm wrong, I'm ending this whole shit without stopping. Ah, <laughs> uh, not dial tone. I would say style two. Um, Damn. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. <laughs> No, I'm just second guessing. No, I think I, I'm I'm thinking style. Can't tell if that was like a good damn or a bad damn. You guys both know me so well. It is absolutely mm. style. Hey. Good. His finger was hovering over the end button. <laughs> I wish you would. I wish you And I think I've said versions of this before about art. So I guess it shouldn't be that surprising that you both knew. But yeah, it's like um a kind of different version, but it, of like it's like at the end of the day. You could communicate anything to me. And if you communicate in a way that I find intriguing or fascinating, yeah. I will fucking love it. Music, story, movie, whatever. It's like how you interact with the medium, which I think connects back to my whole thing of being like, I'm connecting with the person. It's like, usually it's like the full energy force. It's like, I enjoy what they made, but it's like that I can feel another person's energy, like how they chose to utilize whatever tool they choose, say that it's music to then do what they want to do. And I know my translation of what they were trying to do might be off, but the raw energy behind it and the intentions, the more somebody utilizes style, the more you can feel their energy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I love about mm -hmm. story. There's so much to psychoanalyze <laughs> there about Leslie, but I'll leave that for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do one episode where we all just just analyze each other and I'll, I'll, draw our assumptions. And, and, we, and we can cut this part, but I, I wanted to I wanted to do a whole episode where we don't warn the audience and basically each of us spends the whole episode mimicking another person. We try to guess who like the person that's what, <laughs> of that's, each other. That would be what, intense. What if like, two of us do the same person? <laughs> maybe just like flip, constantly flip. Like at one moment, I'm trying to mimic Leslie. At one moment, I'm trying to mimic Vince. And then we go back and try to parse out and let the audience decide. Yeah, like, oh, so like cool. that was like Kevin trying yeah, to act no, like we Vince. Should. I had an idea for a birthday party where everybody comes and to come, you have to commit to like acting like someone else at the party the whole time. Can't do it right now. We're in pandemic. Well, I guess we could do it on Zoom. <laughs> Fun stuff in the future. <laughs> Any last beautiful thoughts from your beautiful minds? This was so interesting to me. It was, it really was. Yeah. <clears throat> nah, I don't have any parting thoughts. Mm. Except Vince negates my story of heartbreak. I don't have any parting thoughts. <laughs> sorry i don't make the rules i just enforce, I just enforce them. them no yeah this is this was interesting yeah i think my parting thought is that plotless would have been a good podcast name plotless, plotless. <laughs> i hate leslie so much <laughs> i hate her with a passion <laughs> Well, thank, thank you for you. listening for to listening. the Bottomless Podcast. Bottomless Podcast. Twitter. You can follow Instagram, us on OnlyFans. And on Storm all three, Hub. it should be at Bottomless Podcast, which bottomless. is B-T-M-L-E-S-S. -S. -S. And we will see you guys next episode. Love you guys. Bottomless. bottomless.